off the ball. Rugby. They were full of self-belief, shall we say. <laughs> so he felt very much like lucky little fella from Ireland has come over and trying his best. Join yeah. in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Racing Pod on Off The Ball with William Hill. Best odds guaranteed on all Irish and UK racing. 18 plus. See gamblingcare.ie. Andrew, welcome to episode 11 of The Racing Pod on Off The Ball with John Duggan and Johnny Ward. Remember, we're here every Friday with analysis interviews, race previews, tip stories, interviews and crack. The first half of the pod each week free to air. The second part exclusively for members. To be sure to sign up by going to offtheball.com forward slash join. For members this week, we'll preview five grade two races at Shelton on Saturday, including the Cotswold Chase. We'll also look ahead to a quality card at Doncaster. So subscribe now for all the juicy info and some winners. We did well last week. JPR won, Harmonia Maker. We had a couple of winners last week. Don't forget as well, our first live racing pod roadshow is next Thursday night at the Mason Hotel on North Walkie in Dublin with thanks to William Hill. Gavin Cromwell, JJ Slevin and Sean Flanagan will be on hand to preview the Dublin Racing Festival. Also, great prize to be won on the night. Tickets are free but limited. So go to offtheball.com forward slash events to book your spot now. 18 plus only. T's and C's apply. Johnny Ward, how are you? How was Gorn? Gorn was really good fun. The deal is with the people I go with, minibus, Breakfast in the Lord Bagnell, which looked like something out of one of those Cara magazines to entice you to come to Ireland. It was perfectly cooked and tasted actually the same as that, mm. which is sometimes not the case. Uh, entry to the race course, group bet. And then you have, obviously, you have a few drinks together, whether they're soft drinks or, or alcoholic drinks. And then back in the minibus, where a Wild Mountain Time was performed, as was on Raglan Road, Uh, unexpectedly get to the pub the pints are waiting for you I counted about 10 or 11 pints sitting on the table and you get a few pint vouchers and a bit of finger food not a bad day for 50 quid all in that is not a bad day in these times of like uh, your money not going very far did you back any winners? I got caught up doing interviews Mm. so I actually didn't I had a couple of small bets but I did I completely broke even I had Max Charm each way in the big one and a couple of losers so just wash its face didn't fancy the winner now and the big one I have to say ain't that a shame yeah like uh, you know Rachel winning a big race and um, you know I suppose the big connections were involved but I tipped up Dunboyne and it was incredible Jack Kennedy had seven winners out of eight going into um, I think going into Wednesday and I was at Down Royal on Tuesday where he had a four timer I think he had five rides on the day and uh, in amazing form and he rode the horse um, very positively and I'm thinking turn into the straight given how he finished the race last year Dunboyne's going to win he literally came to the last he, he was so so tired it was incredible how he stopped and then you're wondering like will Glenn Gooley hold out for Paul Town and Rach got up the near side um, really testing ground yesterday it was really really always testing. the way Gorn yeah or mud splatter the jockeys mm. the trophy's massive mm. really good trophy 70th year of the Thiestas chase Great shots of Rachel holding the trophy and always a really popular winner as well. Thought she gave the horse a great ride. Uh, yeah. I think, I think look, the Troy Town Chase, the Leopard's Town Chase at Christmas, uh, the Paddy Power, and this one then yesterday. You have to be, you can't be going too crazy, but you have to be there or thereabouts. You can't make up ground from the back at these in these racetracks on these three mile chases in my view. And Rachel had, ain't that a shame, pretty well prominent. Anglian Gooley, they're pretty well prominent for the whole race. 
Yeah, and it was a good training for him as well because you have to be exceptionally fit to win a race like that. It's might as well be a grade one, uh, giving how given how testing the ground is and. It was um, it was just it was just a fascinating fascinating race to watch. I, I thought the undercard wasn't great, but Monkfish winning was the highlight of the yeah. day for me. Um, I was just looking at him. I was like, I, I, I you know, they're kind of odds for the stairs hurdle afterwards. But I was like, God, would you not go back over fences with the horse? Um, he's so much ability. I know it was it was a poor enough Galmoy in some respects that they were kind of much for muchness horses. Um, and I thought turning in, how much is he going to find given how the problems he's had? He found loads, and uh, I thought that was a really good train for him as well. Had won in three years, Monkfish. Mm. Let's hear now from Henry de Bromhead, the trainer of Ain't That a Shame, who spoke to me after the big race. Henry de Bromhead, Waterford, Comstigal Kenny and wins. Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, happy days, up the Tasha. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Yeah, delighted. Um, look, it's a great race for um, for everywhere, but especially down in the southeast. And uh, when you see the crowds here and everything, you know, a lot of people come from Waterford. It's a fantastic day out and delighted. Yeah, delighted to get it. You champagne West a few years ago. What kind of horse do you think it takes to win this race? Because it's always a real test. Yeah, a very tough one. You know, it's a grueling race. It's a tough race. You need pace and stamina. And uh, luckily, our fella had all of that today. I thought Rachel was brilliant on him. She gave him a super ride. And um, yeah, just delighted. Delighted for Rob Core. They're great supporters of ours and the game. And um, yes, it's an amazing race to win. Ain't that a shame? He's a horse with a lot of promise. Went to the entry Grand National, and maybe we always felt there was a day in him, and today was the day. Did he catch you by surprise? Uh, slightly, yeah. I was very disappointed with him in the Troy Town. Uh, we thought we had him back at home, but you never really know until you get there, uh, get out on the track. And uh, But he looked really like his old self there now today, and um, yeah, it was great to see it. He deserved a big one, in fairness. I, I put him up in the Grand National um, last year I watched it actually in Swan up the road here and um, he, like, he absolutely did so much right and then like literally did not stay any of the last mile and to think that he would then sort of stay as well as he did on exceptionally testing ground I know it was three miles one but it, it, it's funny because he, he really looked like he was jumping and travelling the National and just stopped to nothing and maybe just maybe just this is his trip yeah, and the course might suit him. He's won there before mm. and maybe going right-handed on that kind mm. of ground suited him. Like, for example, a horse like Max Charm runs well at Gore and mm. hadn't run well. Ran a blinder. Ran well into be, into be fifth. Uh, Patrick Mullins uh, was deputising for Willie um, because Willie is uh, tanning responsibly on his holidays, well-deserved. And I spoke to Patrick after Monkfish's win. He's out in, in the sun on the beach somewhere, so um, not, not like him now to miss test his day, but uh, he's, um, he's, he's, he hasn't come home yet anyway. So he's given you the honours uh, and a great job on Monkfish. A horse hasn't won in three years, but still retains a lot of ability. Yeah, look, he's a horse. We thought that the sky was the ceiling for him. He got hurt. Those big horses that can be hard to keep right. Um, but we, Ruth Dutterfield and Mark Rappel have looked after him, stuck him together at home. We've got him back to his best today, and hopefully we can build on that now. It takes a lot of patience, isn't it, when you've got a horse of such talent that's out for such a long time. It's the whole of 2022. That's it. But, you know, look, when they've shown the talent that he had, you know, won the Cheltenham twice, you know, you, you can give him the time. And he's 10 years old now, so he's probably a little bit past his peak. But I still think he's going to be very competitive in those top races. Possibly the stairs hurdle? It would look the obvious thing, but he is in the Gold Cup as well. And as we know, Willie doesn't always play the obvious card. Um, so, look, I imagine Cheltenham gives us six or seven weeks to get over this race and... Um, so we'll go to one, one or the other, I'd imagine. You're going to Doncaster on Saturday. 
Yes, uh, we're going diff- loads of different places. I read Astro Diamond um, against Gala Marceau in Doncaster. Um, obviously, Astro's had a run and gets a bit of weight off Gala Marceau, so I'd be hoping to think she'd be worth the while going. And Lossie Mount goes to Cheltenham. Um, Lossie Mount and Gala Marceau, they're both five rolls. They had busy seasons last year, so Willie didn't want to rush them back this year. They've been in training all season. They're very, very fit. They've been ready to run well, and we'd expect Lossie Mount to go very close. How are you with your top horses, Galloping Deschamps, State Man, Al Fabiolo? Are you happy with their condition? Yeah, we worked them all this morning. Galloping Deschamps is very good. Paul is happy with them. El Fabiolo obviously was ready to run last weekend, so he's just ticking over now. We'll start building back up maybe at the weekend. And um, State Man and Imperial Passy work well, so look, we're going to have Grange West, Fasa Vega, Gaelic Warrior, all those top horses, and we'll know more afterwards where we're going in Cheltenham. You're such a professional, JD. You could have had a jolly yesterday, Junkin. There you were, just getting all the. I interviews. just got sucked into the interviews because mm. you're hanging around the winners and closer. Oh, I better speak to that person. Better mm. speak to the person the racing pod, and didn't have a pint until about five o'clock. That's impressive, yeah. And, and then just actually didn't want to have any any drinks. Really, uh, had a cup of tea in my hand by half ten. I, I was I was thinking of this yesterday. Like uh, racing now, it's almost like. Um, it's a cup final or it's like a friendly and it's like there are either loads of people there or it's very very quiet and Gorn is definitely the you know the cup final and it's it's lovely to see that amount of people turning up for a race meeting in the middle of the week real tradition because it it honestly adds so much the yes. difference it's like you know you, you went to sporting events or whatever behind closed doors during the pandemic but like it's not that much different some of the time going racing. There's literally no, there's no atmosphere at all, and we need we need days like yesterday. I always see their local radio stations there, so KCLR they've got their mm. van and everything, and that's yeah. really important. And you've the local sponsors and um, Goffs were there, obviously sponsoring the big race, and uh, Henry de Bramhead's mother was there, and it is a really big deal for the southeast. I know I kind of made a joke about it, to Henry, but it is it is a special day. Like you're just meeting people that I I was meeting people there that I hadn't seen in six years. I've mm. been to the classes in six years. I've been five times now. But you're just meeting people that you haven't seen in years mm. from the area. Kilkenny Carlo people. So it's it's it's, it's a good day out. And I think Eddie Scally does a great job there. Yeah. I know they unveiled the new Wayne room as well, but he's a very proactive um He's a very practical manager. He's quite he's quite rational as well and pragmatic in the sense that he was um because Goran's flat offering is so poorly attended, like there's nothing you can do about this. It just is not going to get a crowd. He started moving the Goran flat offerings to earlier in the day to cater for staff during the summer. So it's like it's easier for staff to have the race meeting earlier in the day if we're going to have a small crowd anyway. And that sort of pragmatism uh, shines well. But you know, between this and Red Mills Day, it's some cracking, cracking national hunt days in Goran. You got to be able to judge the pace of Goran if you're riding, mm. because I feel like the last hundred and fifty 200 yards is almost another extra race you can't go too soon there's a horse called Samir won the bumper mm. and the turn of foot that horse showed it looked to be in trouble at one stage and he absolutely sprinted clear I think he's worth watching Joseph O'Brien trains the colours of Rob Kerr Rob Kerr again uh, yeah uh, John Gleeson rode uh, the mm. young teenager um, Samir might be worth a, an eye from the bumper from yesterday if you're putting horses in the notebook just in terms of some stories this week Caldwell Potter uh, is going to be up for grabs really because Caldwell Construction um, who uh, Andy and Gemma Brown, their, their company, uh, they're getting out of the game, it seems. Um, a bit of a shock development here. 29 of their horses are going to be up for grabs. Most of them train with Gordon Elliott, so Caldwell Construction. Uh, we won't see their colours uh, for the foreseeable future, if at all, ever again, because they're they're leaving the game. Yeah, the, the I don't know if you're familiar with the story of D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper was a guy who hijacked a plane in yes, very early 70s but 1972 70, yeah, yeah. and there's never they've never been able to figure out what it was so um, I was always thinking I remember saying Kevin Blake and myself were fascinated by the D.B. Cooper story so anyway a horse was named after D.B. Cooper and um, 
very, very unusual, JD, in a 15-runner race uh, last weekend. He took on uh, Mirazor West, who'd be a very good horse, uh, Brothers Fernie Hollow. One was sent off 8-11, to 11, one was sent off 10-11 to 11 in a 15-runner race. I've never seen that before. We have two odds on shots, not even both 10-11. to 11. Um, And D.B. Cooper is obviously very well regarded. Lost his life in that race for these connections. Um, and obviously they've had a bit of bad luck and... Mighty Potter as well. Um, Mighty Potter, obviously, yeah, going back a bit, he was a very good horse, but, um, you know, according to just looking at, um, I think Nick Luck's sort of podcast this morning, he said the horses that are going to be sold, they, they must be sold at auction, cannot be sold privately before a cannon run at the Dublin Racing Festival. So it adds a layer to it. Um, I have to say, I find this absolutely bizarre. I've no idea what's going on here. I'm not I'm not doubting what they're saying, but I mean if you're not getting into the game and expecting bad luck and they've had they've had bad luck, but they've had a lot of good luck. I don't know what's going on here. Gordon Elliott uh, spoke very well about it, thanked them for their service, but um this is just it's strange, very yeah, strange. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, you also wanted to chat about purses and race planning was on your mind. What's on your mind? Yeah just doing doing a piece for the Irish Fields uh, Shelton magazine there today and um Gavin Cromwell had no runner in the Tiestes yesterday. Um he sent a horse to Huntington which you probably saw on the on the kind of the off off tube or whatever. He's got one of Doncaster in the Yorkshire Chase on yeah. Saturday. Hasker so Clermont. He his prize money uh, gains in the UK, um, and this is all kind of recent months because he'd acquired Cheltenham as, is over three hundred thousand sterling. But he went over to Huntington for um, a mare's chase, um, just a mare's chase. So it was a race that he won last year um, with Jeremy's Flame. And he won nearly thirty four. He won nearly thirty four thousand euro. Right, the the race that Monksfish won, which is a Grade Two hurdle, was twenty one grand to the winner. So we go on about the prize money in this country, but there are examples lately where our prize money is 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 is, is in isolation at times. Isn't that great? And also, Gavin Cromwell's going over to Cheltenham tomorrow. He's a couple of runners in Cheltenham um, in races in which there's no other Irish runner. So he's going over to Cheltenham. We'll say already with the likes of um, Florin Porter and. My mate Mozzie and has won races in the uh, at the big meetings at Shelton prior to the March meeting, but he's avoiding the big horses over here. So like we'll talk about the the big race in Ireland this weekend, kind of dominated by the power of connections. There's actually very good prize money in relative terms in Britain if you can target it properly. But like some of the purses in Ireland lately, Fairy House the other day, like they really are considering the cost for everyone else has gone up. They're really not that much to be shouting about. And um, I just saw twenty one grand for a grade two hurdle was it's really not great money at all for a horse among fish's ability because we're talking all the time about Irish prize money being so much better than the UK mm. and there's it actually is it isn't if you, if, you, if you figure out that it's much much easier to win a race in the UK it's not that much better in, rel, in re, real terms and the, the problem is the costs obviously have gone over there but like as a, as a jumps owner in Ireland now um, you've almost no chance of taking on the big guns so at least on the flat you can go to Dundalk but it's extremely expensive if you're involved in a horse and our purses at the moment and I'd be very worried about the funding of racing going forward um, because as we know affordability checks and the gambling uh, referendum are in the offing as well Okay, so let's look ahead to this weekend's action for members. We're going to go through a lot of the Cheltenham and Doncaster races, so be sure to subscribe. It's worth your while, in, in our view. But we're going to go through for the free-to-air, the Clarence House Chase, the Grade 1 at Cheltenham on Saturday, two miles, good to soft ground, soft in places, 2.25, the post time. John Bond, Fugitive, Elixir de Nuts, Editor Jujit, Nuba Negra. For me, this is a penalty kick. John Bond wins. Rated £8 superior to these. Would agree with Nicky Henderson that he's a maturing horse over two miles. Visually very impressive when you won at Cheltenham in November. 12 wins and two second places and 14 starts. 
what you want in a two-miler is a penalty kick. Would you agree? Yeah, clearly he was to take on El Fabiolo and um, to be fair to Connections, we, we would have had a great clash there. Clarence House can be a cracking race. We've had lots of weather-related issues, so El Fabiolo absolutely... Um, understandably will stay at the Dublin Racing Festival I'd like if Nicky Henderson sent Constitution Hill to the Dublin Racing Festival I don't really see why he shouldn't um, you know he's had one breeze this year he's, where he's won a 10s on um, but he, he campaigns John Bond a little bit more maybe a little bit more aggressively so he's having um, since February so he's had like six runs in the last sort of 11 months um, and I, I, I'm coming around to the opinion that as expressed by Henderson, I think that he wasn't at his best at Cheltenham when he was beaten five and a half lengths by El Fabiola. I don't see that, to be honest. And now he's not clashing here, but he should beat these. I'd like to see maybe a more compelling performance than at Sandown, but I feel that the ground was so bad at Sandown to the for the brother to Duvan. I think he's going to be better here, and um, I'm, I'm excited to see him run. Uh, Solarina Mare's Novice Hurdle on Saturday Ferry House 2.15 a grade 3 2 miles 2 furlongs 7 runners soft ground soft to heavy in places once again Jay de Grugy is looking like the standing dish here this horse cost 230 grand won by 15 lengths of Leopard Town at Christmas she sets the standard head of the spring festivals the one maybe in, I would feel that could give her the most to think about could be look to the west from the Henry de Bromhead yard what's your view? Yeah, four in the the first four in race card order trained by Willie Mullins, as you mentioned, is away at the moment. And um, this is this is the difficulty in in if you're running horses in this grade from Ireland, you're running for a purse of seventeen and a half grand or whatever. It's not a lot, and you've very little chance to win it. Look to the West beat Bioluminescence. Um, I, I, I'm just not sure how good that form right. is. Yeah, I'm just not sure. I, I, I'm buying Luminous is not a bad horse, but I'm not sure how good that form is in the context of this race. Stepping up in two furlongs will definitely suit that horse. Um, but as you mentioned, Jada Grugy, uh, mare by Dr. Dino, written by Paul Townend, well backed at Leopardstown, is a commanding performance. And um, just, you know, I, you know what I like about this as well? Brian Hay is getting the ride, yeah. and Brian is riding uh, Meeting of the Waters in a big one on, on Sunday at Nace which is nice to see Michael O'Sullivan riding for Willie Mullins. I, I take note of that as well. Sean O'Keefe, who's obviously quite popular already. Um, Jodissou uh, Alain, who's Adrian Heskin's mount, um, kind of won, won in a fashion in Limerick. Took a long time to get going, but um, you'd imagine Brian Hayes should be on the best of them. Looks very, very promising. Limestone Lad Hurdle on Sunday at Nice, 210. That's start time, grade three, two miles, eight runners, soft, heavy ground. Don't like this race in terms of the profile of the horses they're actually brave one of the Galway hurdle then are an absolute stinker at Tipperary 8-1 to one on uh, in the in the autumn most obvious winner but it's not the strongest grade 3 yeah it's it's lovely to see Solarina and Limestone lad on yeah. the race same weekend because neither of them was actually really a superstar but like they, they were both really popular they were people's horses they were people's horses trained by you know the bows last horse I ever spoke to my dad about before he died was Limestone wow. lad wow yeah, and, and like it's not that long since Solarina passed away, actually. Um, and uh, I feel Limestone Lad might be still knocking around. Um, I must check that. But he, well, I think the last time I asked, he was still knocking around, and the the, the they wore they sort of wore their heart in their sleeves, the yeah. two horses. And um, Solarina's kind of she hasn't done that well at stud, but that that often happens. Um, but it's great to see the honoured and Limestone Lad. I, I loved him as a horse. Um, as you say, Zarek the Brave, I mean, I thought it was a phenomenal performance to win the Galway Hurdle as a four-year-old. He was eights on at Tipperary yeah. and, and ran a shocker, but he should win this. Uh, nice Novice Steeplechase, grade three, 245, nice Sunday, three miles, one furlong, nine for runners on heavy ground. 
on the chase course. I think this is about handicappers and graded horses. So the three graded horses for me in this race are, let's be clear about it, Embassy Gardens and Sandra Clagan. I can't work out, let's clear, be clear about it. Does he want two miles or three miles? He won one over three. Uh, was disappointing relative to the expectations in the Drinmore chase. Sandra Clagan was a placed horse in the Albert Bartlett race at Cheltenham and over hurdles, but probably hasn't sparkled yet over fences. Embassy Gardens went off the rails completely over hurdles as a staying horse, but jumped well and won well at Punchestown in December. A bit of the Grange Clare West vibes about this one. So Embassy Gardens, to me, is the horse in form. Are the other two capable of beating her? Is there uh, beating him? Is there another one out there meeting of the waters? The horse you put up for the Paddy Power Chase? Who'd you like? Lots of talking points here. You know, um, let's be clear about it. Uh, obviously, he's a, he's a novice, but he's already nine. And he, uh, Gavin is talking about running him in one of the handicaps at Cheltenham. But I'm like you, JD. I, I, I can't figure out what the horse's trip is. The problem, like, he actually ran very well in the Dan and Joan Moore. It was the fact that he, he's jumping, let him down. He made a bad mistake, or certainly lost a lot of ground down the back. Couldn't get back into a race in which Uncle Phil dominated from the front. It wasn't a bad run. Since a 5-4 to four favourite in the Drinmore, 5-4 favourite in the Dan and Joan Moore. So there's an awful lot of confidence behind him. But uh, he's given way to way here to horses that are good. And I, I'd have I'd have my doubts. Meeting of the Waters wearing a hood is an absolute mystery to me. Like, I, I didn't think he was that bad in terms of how he settled in the Paddy Power Paul Byrne has had two um, misfired gambles in the last uh, week which must be the worst run he's ever had as an owner everything he hits turns to gold and this is a brilliant example of it you know he won an egg and spoon race in Cork but he really won well in the Paddy Power now rated up to 145 gets weight off let's be clear about it you mentioned MC Gardens kind of went off the rails a bit he was very good at Punchestown I'd, I'd give him the nod with the form of the yard in but Lots to talk about in this race. I've been very disappointed in Cool Survivor. What's your pick? I'll go with MC Gardens, actually. I will, I will go with MC Gardens as well. McMahon and Double J for this week's racing pod. Johnny, I'm going to go with Ashro Diamond. Did you listen to Patrick Mullins? 6-4, to four, he's going to Doncaster. Who'd go to Doncaster? Well, Patrick Mullins is 2 5 on Saturday. I think Ashro Diamond with the fitness onside wins that mare's hurdle. That's I'll, my pick. I'll give... Um, I'm going to give a different selection for Sunday uh, for members. I'm going to go with Pictures of Home. Um, right. running at Ferry House just what a great line when is this this is at one forty Ferry House tomorrow what a great line from Ted Walsh after the horse won two runs back he said he might win another one and he might not so on that note I'm going to tip that he will win another one Astro Diamond and Pictures of Home make mine a double J on the racing pod this week this is the racing pod on Off the Ball if you're listening to the free version of the podcast we'll be leaving you here but if you're looking for more including our analysis of the rest of the action at Cheltenham on Saturday and a look ahead to the quality card at Doncaster go to offtheball.com forward slash join to subscribe and get the full podcast every Friday with a lot of our racing tips insights and stories from the week's action The Racing Pod on Off the Ball with William Hill Best odds guaranteed on all Irish and UK racing. 18 plus. See gamblingcare.ie. Off the ball. Rugby. They were full of self-belief, shall we say. <laughs> so we felt very much like lucky little fella from Ireland has come over and trying his best. Join yeah. in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join.